The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. As we all know, these are historically anxious times. So in the next two episodes, we're going to be talking about anxiety. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life and world a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Are you ready to talk about anxiety? Oh, I don't know. Um, Okay, so let me tell you how this all started. I am on the email list for something called the Blue Zones, which we have talked about a few times on the podcast. And in one of the email uh, newsletters, they had an interview with an author, and she's actually more than more than an author, but her name is Sarah Wilson, and she was talking a little bit about connection during this time of COVID. But through that, I don't know if you folks do this, I'm sure all of you do this though, is then you start to Google and you start clicking on links and you go down your own little rabbit hole. So grateful for this rabbit hole because then I found out that Sarah Wilson wrote a book about quitting sugar that then led me to another book that she wrote that talked all about anxiety. So I immediately went to Amazon and I bought both. And I'm (laughs) so grateful because the anxiety book in particular really just blew my mind. It blew my mind. Let me tell you, the book is called First We Make the Beast Beautiful by Sarah Wilson. First We Make the Beast Beautiful, A New Journey Through Anxiety. And not only to my delight is this book a hardcover. I love hardcover books and this is gonna be too much information, but I do have to share with you. The book is very soothing for me because it's a hardcover that doesn't have that awful paper cover around it. Trivia trivia about Sienna (laughs) is that she hates book jackets. I, I, (laughs) I love me a hardcover book. Okay. I love a hardcover book, but that awful paper jacket that comes on it that just that pisses goes, you off that's the first thing that goes i rip that sucker off i and cannot handle like, that thing. no and i like to feel the actual book as i caress the book we're talking about today i love it and it's textured you know, i love it that jacket is is cold it's just flappy it's poking you like i can't stand it. anyways <laughs> Anyways, I think that's such a right. random weird so, pet peeve, but I love it because it has to do with books. But and I, I don't hate book jackets. You love I, it actually. No, the, I the, don't love them. Well, no, you were talking I'm, about the bookmark. Well, I was speaking in up, bookmark. I was speaking up for how they provide you double duty as yes, 
uh, two bookmarks because they have two flaps on either end. So you can, you know, sometimes I'll use the back flap as a marker for where the book itself actually ends and where, for example, the index begins oh or God, the geeks. end notes begin. We are such geeks. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, on with the topic. <laughs> So I will say that the reason why this book just blew my mind is that I will personally tell you that I never considered myself to be an anxious type person, a fretter, which Sarah Wilson refers to anxious type people as fretters in a loving way, of course. Um, I never thought of myself as a fretter. I, I always, I had this idea that that everyone experiences anxiety from time to time at different levels throughout their life. But for which is pe- true, which is absolutely true. But an anxious person, a person who is more consistently anxious, a fretter, I just never thought I was that. Because in general, I believed certain um, myths or like stereotypes of fretters to be things like, you had to have suffered like an, a trauma. I mean, I, I have suffered a trauma. I've shared that in the past, mm-hmm. but that that was a prerequisite, you know, because then you might have PTSD. Yeah, I feel like that, you know, conception that you had connected anxiety with yes. the post-traumatic stress. Yes. Uh, which symptoms. which is true, but not true for all fretters, mm-hmm. right? right? Right. And I also thought that Okay, if you're a fretter, you've probably experienced a panic attack or have panic attacks mm-hmm. every now or and then. Or have a phobia of flying or of right. spiders or something. Right. And just in general, having a nervous type personality. Have a, having a fearful type of yes. uh, attitude. And super inward, you know, super inward like kind awkward. of person. Inward, just inward. maybe like shyer than most okay. and... You know, fearful of more things. Like, I just had this idea. Like, of how they carry know? themselves in the world is more, like, smaller and... I mean, yeah, because you're anxious. Because... Because you're more because consistently you're fearful anxious. And, okay. Yeah. 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 You know, anxious and worried and, and all of that stuff. So that's... Naively, that's what I thought. But I think... I thought that... A lot of us would think Did that. Did you think that? I Probably, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Anyways. But as I'm reading the book... I'm like, this is me. This is me. And it just explains so much. It explains so much. And so that's why the book blew my mind and is really helping me to um, embrace this fretter part of myself and to embrace and also explain um, why I do certain things and also how to help uh, move through life as a fretter. So it's not just like, okay, let's just get rid of the anxiety. Let's just not be a fretter. Let's just, let's just not be an anxious problem. person. Yeah. Hmm. It's about, it's about the gifts that are inherent in being a fretter, hmm. which we'll talk about in part two. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, so even if you think I'm not a fretter, I, I'd say maybe Get the book and see. <laughs> and if if you aren't a fretter, I'm sure you know a fretter because fretters generally 
hook up or connect with non-fretters to help them anchor and ground the energy, which I would say toast is you are a non-fretter. It gets tricky though, I think, because sometimes the part of me that does not fret easily Mm -hmm. kind of catalyzes even more anxiety in you. That's that is I, so true. Don't you yes. feel? Yes. Yeah. So I that, know what you're saying. That has been a difficult thing mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Because... And then I think I have to do it all because you're not fretting enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I'm still learning and I, I'm sure I will be for the rest of our lives. I'm still learning how to find and live in that middle ground. And what I mean is, you know, on one end of the extreme which I think I tend to go to naturally is I try to be, yeah, grounded and calming and Mm -hmm. not fretting about it, Mm -hmm. like addressing it, but staying calm. And, but I think, yeah, that makes you feel even more anxious sometimes because it's like, Oh my God, Toast is like not taking this seriously enough. Right. Like we need more involvement. We need more concern. We need more. And, (laughs) But the other end of, of how I could react, which I have tried sometimes, I think, mm-hmm. but it feels unnatural to me, okay. is to start fretting, getting anxious myself, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make you feel better by joining you and showing you that, the fret. hey, you're not alone in your anxiety or yeah. you're not, you're not alone. Like, I'm here too. Like, I'm really concerned and I'm going to, you know, but... But did you think I I was a fretter? Like, did you, from the outs, from being my partner all these years, would you have said, when I said, when I came to you and said, oh my God, I'm, I'm an anxious person. Mm -hmm. Were you like, yeah, duh. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't think. Were you like, well, interesting. Yeah. It was more that. And it was Mm -hmm. more like, well, tell me more. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. this because I, I didn't know what definition of anxious person exactly right you're, right. you're right. talking about but as you're reading so, the book aren't you seeing like yeah that's totally oh my god yes yes that is sienna oh my gosh she does that <laughs> yes well and i had a preview because <laughs> as you were reading the book you would come to and share with me oh my stuff. god and yeah it was great yeah. it was yeah. great and i'm yeah i'm so happy that we're reading it together yeah. Well, I'm reading. Okay, it after that you, sounds you know that sounds mean. so codependent. Yeah, we're not like sharing and reading the book together, no. right? I've read it. You are now reading it. To clarify, yes, to clarify, we're not sitting together and reading, reading the same book, the same page, and waiting for the other to finish and then moving on. No, 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 we don't do that here. Um, okay, so we will say that. And I thought that this was really helpful. Um, that. A person who has anxiety in general is obsessed or worried or overly concerned about the future. And the important word here is overly concerned about the future. Where depression, and I bring up depression because a lot of times an anxious person will be connected with having um, depressed episodes. They will go from anxiety to depression, anxiety to depression. Mm. Depression is being overly concerned, obsessed with the past. Mm. So we're missing the present, right? 
We're mm-hmm. missing the present here. Mm-hmm. So they say that peace, feeling peaceful, feeling um, balanced and in a mode of acceptance, acceptance, so not resigned, but just acceptance of life, that is when you are living in the present. And would you say that a sense of flexibility is paired with this present, present peace? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we can't, I mean, that's what we strive for, right? Living in the present, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, con- it's a constant state that we can really. Um, well, that's what's tricky about the present. It's always, it's always moving and yet it's always not. I mean, I guess, I <laughs> right? guess too, it depends on what you do for a living too, right? Because some things you require mean? you to be totally present. Oh, right. Like air traffic controllers and surgeons. Mm-hmm. If you work in the ER. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I thought that was really helpful to kind of clarify those lanes a bit. Um, Anxiety, obsessed about the future. Future. Depression, obsessed about the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although, okay, I just need to yeah, speak up. Go for it. Yep. For the the anxiety about being obsessed with the future. I appreciate how you said the keyword is overly mm-hmm. concerned about the future mm-hmm. because of course we have the part of our brain that can think and plan for the future. Yeah. Because it's helped the human race survive. Yes. So plans are good yep. and thinking about the future is good. Yep. Um, I think it's such a key paradox, I guess, to grasp and to try to come to peace with the concept that plans are always going to be wrong, but you still need to do them or it still helps to do them. You don't need to do them, (laughs) but life will probably suck more if you don't. But so positive, such positive speech. (laughs) Rainbows and unicorns (laughs) come to me for your rainbows and unicorns. But just that, you know? Yeah. Like, Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, very true. I think oftentimes anxiety will show up for a lot of us when we are trying to fall asleep and we can't sleep. So unless it's, unless you have a uh, hormonal issue where maybe your progesterone's too low, your melatonin's too low, we all should be able to sleep. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times we, we can't if we are, uh, anxious about and our mind is something. racing and that tends to be when you're thinking about the something you're thinking about the future mm. you know you know it's, it's not a regret you're not thinking about because if you because really when you think about times you can't sleep you're not thinking about the past you're not going oh, you know back or, then or like, if you are thinking about the past you're probably thinking about how you can make up it. for things that right like in the okay past. that happened in the past but you're thinking about oh no i have to talk with them tomorrow right how, oh, to no, remedy how am it. i gonna what am i gonna do about this thing that right. happened yesterday right how do what i, I gonna do myself how do i make things better about yeah. yeah yeah and i think there's so much anxiety right now because we don't know what's happening with covid and how things are what what will and the world order and our nation like. yep and that's, and yeah, the election and everything and, and our lives and all of that, you know, your job, you might be thinking about your job and, and what's going to happen with your job, um, the economy more on that, um, people's lives, people are continuing to, um, 
um, suffer from COVID um, deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's on the rise in um, on Oahu, which we both, uh, Tos and I have relatives. Yeah, have and on the big island. On Oahu. No. And on the big island, Kilo's but Oahu's had triple numbers um, mm-hmm. daily, mm-hmm. you know, triple digit digits um, every day. So anyways, okay, let's see. Any other thing for anxiety for this part one? Well, when you brought up the sleep thing, I just had two things come to mind. Mm -hmm. And the first was, I think this was a point made in the book, that one possible reason we have trouble falling asleep is because we haven't taken enough time during our normal waking hours to just process. Have, to, yeah, to just yeah. process and to, to be alone in a quiet place and just reflect. Yeah. And that's just about, sit quietly yeah, and have a, things settle. That has a lot to do with creating space, which we're going to talk about in part 2. Okay. Of of this. But okay. I do want to oh. I do want to say that with um you know, with my personal revelation of like, oh my god, I'm a fretter. Mm-hmm. Um I think there has been some confusion for me because I have, I have, and I do identify as being an empath, which um, has very similar kinds of um, traits as maybe a person who is anxious. Mm. So I definitely think there's overlap there. Mm. It's definitely related. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe you empaths out there will relate to, to uh, the anxious journey. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And the second and final thing about sleeping. Oh, sorry. Is two things. Sorry. Is that, you know, only since the beginning of the industrial revolution, when factories became the main workplaces, became main workplaces and the idea of shift work Mm -hmm. and the idea of prioritizing efficiency and working according to hours, like what's your shift? That imposition on a typical working person is what created the idea of, okay, then you sleep for eight hours straight and then you wake up and go to your work and you work for this many hours straight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that actually is not how human beings developed as an organism. Yeah, Like we developed and evolved to sleep kind of episodically. So the fact that, let's say, maybe you wake up in the middle of the night is normal. Like that that doesn't mean that you're bad at sleeping necessarily. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they have historical documents from before the Industrial Revolution where people's journals and diaries would typically say, oh, you know, I went to sleep and then, hey, I worked on, you know, one of my projects, whatever, at three in the morning for for a half an hour or whatever and then went back to sleep so you know just... i kind of love that idea like being able to embrace that kind of a um mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. of sorts because i can feel how natural that would be yeah um it's just you got to play in this world you know exactly <laughs> yes exactly when is the meeting it's at 8 a.m right so i gotta be up and ready by then yeah all right So thanks for joining us. That was On Anxiety, part one of two. Next week, obviously, we're going to do part two of two. And we're going to be talking about 
the underlying root foundational spiritual causes of why the heck we get anxious. And then we'll have really simple, practical tips about engaging with and dealing with anxiety. So please join us for that. Until next week, this is Sienna and this is Toast, as always, inviting you to come and live your love story. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.